Hello and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Lou McLean. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for, for joining us tonight. How's your start to, to 2022 been? Um, quite busy, actually. Um, obviously, I've been doing a lot of stuff um, with my single that's coming out. Um, but I've also um, I've got a, a songwriting circle that I set up with uh, one of the other women from Girls Rock School. And we'd actually do, um, we're up for an award soon, um, possibly. We've not, nothing yet confirmed, but uh, yeah, I've been kind of doing a bit of promotion for that. And then also I've been doing loads of collaborations as well. So, and it's been pretty busy, which is nice, I suppose, to keep busy in these quiet times. Yeah, no, it's, I think I think it's been a a wee bit of a step back for, for quite a lot of people, uh, particularly musicians and and bands just given the, the circumstances and I, I guess mm. that that people have rightfully erred on the side of caution when it comes to to delaying gigs just for a, for a short mm. period of time I think we're we're pretty well aware that this time it's not going to be the the 18 month lull that we've experienced previously we should be back to to touch wood in your normality in the, the not too distant future I'll Ask a, a generic question, which I, I tend to ask at the start of the, the podcast. For those that haven't heard your music, how would you describe your your sound and your style? And can you give us a wee bit of background as to, to how you started out as well, please? Yeah, of course. Um, I absolutely hate this question, always. <laughs> but only because it's a really hard question. Um, I'm it's not really here hard. to make your life easy. <laughs> that's it oh well I love a challenge so <laughs> um I it's quite it's quite a hard thing to sort of describe like when you I don't know to kind of look at yourself and, and kind of stand out outside yourself and what you make but um I guess like I'm really influenced by um punk like particularly riot girl punk um but I'm also really influenced by you know, pop music, like everything from like old Madonna, ABBA, um, yeah, up to like kind of newer acts as well and hip hop and um, all kinds of stuff really. So um, I, I guess like a lot of people say my music's um, quite similar to Lily Allen. Some people have said Amy McDonald as well. Um, some people have said proclaimers, but I don't know if that's just because of the accent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess it's sort of definitely in the past. I've done a lot of um, sort of acoustic singer songwriter stuff, um, but it's it's sort of kind of folky, kind of poppy, kind of punk. <laughs> so it's hard to describe. But um, yeah, in terms of in terms of sort of style. Yeah, I'm just like heavily into catchy melodies, kind of bright colours, like nice melodies. Um, yeah, kind of simple chord progressions, but all, always everything quite fast. Um, and I like my lyrics to be funny as well. Um, so, yeah, like uh, in terms of how I started, um, 
I didn't even pick up a guitar until I was in my sort of mid-20s. Um, I'd always kind of wanted to do um, songwriting. I'd sang always, but I just had really bad stage fright, so I couldn't perform ever in front of anyone. Um, I used to hide, uh, this is like funny, I used to hide in my my laundry cupboard when I shared a flat with one of my ex-boyfriends. I used to hide like in the wee the wee cupboard where the washing machine was and sing in there because I was just absolutely mortified that anyone would hear me sing in. Um, but luckily, um, Girls Rock School Edinburgh got started um, in 2015. So I managed to sort of um, get myself along to some lessons there. And one of my mates as well had just, um, he'd just graduated in music and wanted to start doing um, guitar lessons. So he gave me a couple of guitar lessons for free <laughs> for a wee experiment. And then, yeah, after that, I just thought, oh, this is brilliant. This is what I want to be doing. So, um, yeah, fast forward to now and I've just never really stopped um, writing and playing and singing and you can't stop me now. <laughs> can't get me away from the mic now. <laughs> that's really interesting how, how do you overcome something like that I, I can actually think back to well going back a few years mind you to things like at school where I would never ever want to do like public speaking or mm-hmm. even a kind of solo talk or anything like that and now mm-hmm. I rabbit away on this podcast like it's second nature to me I'm, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is I've, I've done quite a lot of kind of in line work alongside this and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really phase me but I don't know what what triggered that change I, I don't know where that confidence came from it's almost came out of nowhere to be honest with you it's it's such a weird thing isn't it I'm, I'm glad that you've had this experience as well because I used to be the same like I wouldn't you know doing presentations and stuff like that I was just like terrifying to me but I can remember um there was one occasion where I think it was like, because I went, I, I didn't go, um, so I, I left school quite early, but I ended up going back to uni around the same sort of time that I started doing my guitar and stuff. Um, and I can remember one day doing a presentation and I was panicking about it. And one of the girls in my class was like, why are you so scared to do it? And I was like, oh, I just hate public speaking. And she's like, have you really done it before? <laughs> and I was like, well, not really. And she was like, well, what are you on about and having that sort of like I don't know that was a bit of a moment for me to be like oh actually maybe I don't need to be afraid of that and definitely like going to girls rock school was like a game changer for me because suddenly there was all these other women who liked all the same stuff that I liked and kind of wanted to perform and weren't weren't like letting anything stop them I guess um so having that sort of support and encouragement, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to fire into this. And yeah, that helped a lot. And practice as well, man. Like it's one of those things where the first few times that I performed, like, don't get me wrong, I was absolutely terrified. Um, and I still do get terrified sometimes. But the more you do something, you better you get at it, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. I think even kind of going back to a sports podcast I would have done back maybe 2014 2015 I don't think I could actually listen to them now uh, without you know, <laughs> yeah. just being completely embarrassed but 
maybe it does help that you get a wee bit of feedback. Of course, not everyone's going to enjoy it. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. life, unfortunately. But you, you get that that positive feedback and that wee bit of encouragement that just drives you on to to do more. And as you kind of develop your your own skills and your confidence, you kind of it stems from there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's another big thing, though, that you touched on there is like kind of realizing that not everybody's going to like what you do and that's fine (laughs) like that's perfectly fine you don't need to worry about what anybody else thinks because as long as you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing um that's that's all that really matters um and I think that was a big thing for me as well sort of realizing that I don't actually have to care about what other people think that much um you know as long as you're not you know being an arsehole or anything. well sorry if you can't swear <laughs> no, <laughs> not, if <you're> being, <laughs> not if you're being horrible or that like obviously but um I think yeah you, you kind of you can put out whatever you want in this world and I think I don't know like sometimes I think about this quite a lot and sometimes I think especially here like especially in Scotland like if you try and do anything then people always just want to like take the piss or like sort of be a bit discouraging about it sometimes you know if you put yourself out there or you do something a bit different I grew up in a really small town so that was definitely my experience was I was sort of afraid to kind of step out of the the norm I guess um and yeah once I sort of let go of that I realized oh this is actually great and it's made me a lot more like supportive and open to what other people get up to as well Again, I, I agree completely. The, there's almost a kind of mistaken identity that actually going and putting yourself out there and having a, that degree of confidence, that gets mistaken for arrogance quite a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I think there's there's a wee bit ingrained in us as Scottish people that we're a wee bit unsure of people that experience success or mm-hmm. people that have got ambition. Yeah. That, that's, um, you, you will get it in. I think social media is quite bad for it in terms of mm-hmm. we build people up to knock them down sort of thing. But Totally. But I, I, again, I think that, that these walls maybe are being broken down a wee bit mm-hmm. in terms of there is quite a... There's, there's so many talented people in Scotland, whether that be musicians, comedians, actors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. So I, I think we're beginning to, to realise that we're actually a lot more skilled and a lot more talented than... And we actually give ourselves um, credit for uh, we're, we're quite yeah. down deep but when people actually attack our own we then start to kind of rally behind those people as well it's a very strange trait that we've got it is funny isn't it like um I think uh, when I when you were talking there I was just thinking about this one of my friends said that uh, it's probably a thing but I hadn't really heard it before but it's like the Scottish cringe so it's like this idea that when someone's kind of what what you would maybe class as like showing off aka like being successful or whatever it's like you automatically are like oh that's cringe and you don't like seeing that happening um and it's just this inbuilt thing of like people expressing themselves even or like being creative and you just kind of think oh you know that's quite cringe but then you turn around and then you go to I don't know, any festival, any gig, whatever. And if the mood is right, then everybody's singing, everybody's dancing. Like, 
you know, there is this thing where it suddenly it'll switch. And I think it comes back to what you were saying as well about like um, how uh, as soon as, you know, it's all right for us to say it, but as soon as somebody else like kind of tries to attack one of us, it's like everybody rallies around. It's like things are really cringe until they're not, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of transporting thing of it's shite being Scottish. Hi. But uh, at the same time, if anybody was to call us shite from outside of Scotland, then we really, really will react quite angrily and we'll find a hundred different ways to take the piss out of you. Exactly. And it's so funny, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, um, how, like, how funny it is to be, because I'm really proud to be Scottish. Like, I've, like, I've grown up, not in Edinburgh, but um, I grew up in a wee place in Dumfries and Galloway and spent my whole life in Scotland and I was thinking about like you know like would I ever leave or would I ever move to somewhere else and all that but I was just like I actually couldn't survive like I've been traveling loads and I've been all over the place but um every time I come back to Scotland I'm just like oh I feel like so happy that I'm from here but it's kind of mad to think about like I could have been born anywhere in the world and I wonder if I would have felt the same about that place um but yeah, um, I, I work um, I work from home and I live on my own, so I have a long a lot of time to think about stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I just thought it was quite an interesting one to ponder. No, that, that certainly is. I, I must admit, it's not something that I've pondered, so I'm not going to give you any sort of response to that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I just want to, want to think about next time you're in the bath or something, have a wee think about that. Right. What I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll pause the recording for 20 minutes and I'll come back to you if you don't mind. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you ended 2021 with a, a list that you posted up on your Twitter page and it included a lot of, of things that you had achieved and had got up to during the year. How would you reflect in, in 2021 as a as a year for you personally? Um I, I think um it's been difficult, right? Because on the one hand there was loads of things about it that were really good like but I think the reason why I did so much stuff that I was proud of was because I, I kind of finally was like oh I don't really you know it's now or never sort of thing um at the start of the year like um I got COVID and I really wasn't well for like a couple of weeks um and while I wasn't well I was just like oh my god like I've been wanting to put out music for ages and I haven't done it and now I'm like do you know I just had this feeling where it was like as soon as I get better I need to like think about what I actually want to do and so I, I think it's been good in a way because I've been quite focused in 2021 um, and wanting to record music wanting to put more effort into my writing um you know, trying to meet other people to make music with uh, and all that stuff. So it's been really good in a lot of ways, but it's also just been like really dark. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, having the whole pandemic thing going on in the background, it's just been like, it's so hard to even process it. Like, even when you're talking about it, it's like all the stuff that you kind of, have like in your life that's important particularly like as a musician 
like meeting up with other musicians, for example, going to gigs, like having a shared experience and having a sense of community with people, like all of that was gone. So I think um, for me, like the way that I cope with things like that is I find new ways to, to create or new ways to sort of connect with people. And I think I've done that quite well, but yeah, it's just been, it's been quite a mixed bag. And it's been really like not nice, like not being able to go to like festivals or go and play as many gigs and stuff. Like that's that's been a downer. Um, but at the same time, it's given me a lot of time to work a little bit more on, you know, like learning how to do a bit of production and stuff. So I it's been a mixed bag, I think. Pick out a few things from that list, if you don't mind. I'll, I'll start <laughs> off with the the release of, of lockdown at least uh, back in March of last year. Uh, and to be fair, the, the feedback for that EP was very, very positive. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you've got sorry. Me. No, I thought you were going to ask me a question, but I, I'll just... Um, I, uh, yeah, um, that EP was like again like I was pretty it was pretty dark like when I wrote that like it was yeah like end of 2020 or sort of around you know we were still in like the proper like first lockdown and stuff was when I started writing a lot of it um but I was really like proud of that like I think um in terms of the songwriting and stuff it definitely like turned a corner for me um still really like a lot of the well basically my writing's always pretty much like me trying to like work stuff out in my head or like sort of channel things emotionally and then think about how I can write them in a way that's you know more fun <laughs> than just like a sort of stream of consciousness rant or something but um yeah like yeah I, I think there's some there's some songs in there that I kind of look back on now and the weird thing about it as well is like those songs like normally what will happen is you put something out and then you do gigs for ages and you learn the songs and they sort of change as you're playing them live and you kind of get to know them inside out and 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 sort of I don't know like they sort of change in their own little ways but I've not been able to do that with that EP so sometimes going back to them playing them like you know just practicing in the house I'm like whoa like that's pretty deep <laughs> like that was quite extreme I can't believe I like said that line or but then the thing is it's like you can't really be precious about that kind of stuff because nine times out of ten people don't know what you're on about they're just like oh that's nice you know other people aren't like listening to your songs as deeply as as you sort of understand them I think but um no it was nice to get some um get some good feedback from it as well because a lot of it like I just recorded by myself in the house and I'd never done that before so um it's funny when I listen back to it now I'm like mm, I think I probably could do a better job now but um but it is what it is and that was very much the whole idea of the EP was just to like you know this is me in my house this is what I've been thinking about and this is what I've been doing sort of thing um it was quite, um, I suppose, quite self-indulgent in a way, but I'm pretty sure 
every artist <laughs> did some kind of project like that during lockdown. It's, it's almost kind of just keeping yourself ticking over and, and keeping yourself busy at a time where there was so much uncertainty in terms of everything, really. Yeah, 100%. And um, <clears throat> like I think I said it earlier, like a lot of the majority of, of what my songwriting is, is me kind of trying to work out how I feel about things or um, to help me process my feelings um, and sort of put that out there um, for other people to hear it as well so that if they feel like that, then they can sort of understand that. But yeah, so lockdown... Um, and Leafs like sort of came quite naturally to me because I was kind of making the songs anyway because that because <laughs> I was trying to make sense of what the hell was going on um, in the world uh, like usual but uh, yeah just those five songs in particular I was kind of like all oh, right I think these ones belong together and maybe I should actually record them and and put them out um, so it's quite interesting when that happens so you don't really have a plan for it and then it's like oh that's what I've been doing I'm quite fascinated in the, the way that it all comes about in terms of you hit the button and you release that <laughs> EP into the wider world do you then just have to sit back because you're not going out and playing gigs do you then just sit back and go shit here's what happens next when is someone <laughs> going to comment and tell me do they like it when someone's going to come back and say they don't like this? Or is it is it quite a, a daunting prospect when it's it's been put out there, especially when you've been working on it for such a long period of time? Yeah, yes and no, right? Because <clears throat> I think I'd be lying if I said that it didn't, you know, play on my mind. Like once it's once it's out there, it's out there. But the biggest thing for me is kind of thinking about it and, and sort of thinking what's going to happen if I put this out you know are people going to understand what this this is about are people going to like it are people going to like me like you know you have all these thoughts about it but at the end of the day like the bigger part of you has to say like well you're making music because you love making it and you know anytime that I've written a song that maybe I've been a bit nervous about putting out because it's really personal or that's usually what it is actually it's because whatever I've said is is quite like raw or personal or yeah that kind of thing um but those are always the ones that resonate with people and then when people come back and say oh that song really meant a lot to me or or even if they're like oh I like that you know that's such a nice feeling because it's like you don't really do it for well I'm speaking I'll speak for myself I don't really do it for other people um, I do it for myself but the amazing side effect of it has been that people seem to really like it <laughs> and that's really nice to have and actually as well because I haven't been playing gigs and stuff putting it out and then getting comments back or having people um, commenting on it was pretty good because then it sort of still had that connection there but it was also less pressure I think because I don't know. I had a lot less expectations for this one. Um, I think with with a second DP I put out, like I really wanted that to to be the one that people noticed and liked and stuff. 
whereas with this one I was more sort of like oh yeah I think it just feels right to put these ones out and, and see what happens um but yeah I think like touch woods obviously my single's coming out soon so I've heard us speak to soon but touch wood like people are always really nice about it so um along may that continue I hope people are just polite and if you've got nothing nice to say and say nothing at all <laughs> as your granny would say <laughs> what about the nomination for the creative lives award I, I was oh, I must admit, I was kind of trying to read up on that a wee bit I couldn't find out a great deal of background mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll explain all like this like this was a bit of a it was quite a shock for us but it's been such a nice shock like um so me and uh Lorraine from Girls Rock School um back in I think it was 2017 is that that's yeah that's nearly five years isn't it um I did a songwriting workshop for Girls Rock School and a bunch of people came and we had such a good time (laughs) that we were like do you want to try and meet up next month um and me and Lorraine kind of took some time like together and just for like right okay do you want to like try and set up like a songwriting circle um and we can have it that women or non-binary people um could come to this thing once a month in person and we'll do some songwriting exercises and share songs that we've written and just sort of give each other feedback so we were like yeah that sounds like a good idea um and then it's like four years or four and a half years later it's still going strong um which is amazing but obviously like throughout covid like we couldn't meet up anymore so we just started doing it online um and we ended up sort of coming together every two weeks instead of every month because like you know yourself it was a bit miserable and and we kind of needed that a little bit I don't know extra just time together and I don't know for me it was something to look forward to and and it's not like it's you know it's not like I'm giving lessons or that Lorraine's giving lessons it's like everybody learns from each other which is so nice um but I like we had been doing this and because um the creative lives awards are like a UK they're like a UK organization that like recognizes charities um across like so there's there's like an award for Scotland an award for Northern Ireland an award for England and an award for Wales and then there's also like different categories um but our wee song circle got nominated um partly I think because of the work that we do with LGBTQ people um just because the song circle is obviously like very inclusive and like um you know and we're kind of up on that through girls rock school anyway but um yeah like that was a really cool thing to be shortlisted for that because it's like as well like at when, <laughs> when we got the thing through saying that we'd been shortlisted I was like um because I think there's something like 20 20 something of us that are shortlisted and I was like oh well maybe it's just that you know they they shortlist loads of people or whatever but it turned out there was loads of people that like loads and loads of organizations that were in the running for it and we got picked so I was like that's so nice because it's just like really unexpected man you sort of like I don't know like for me it's like yeah it's just like something that we started because we thought it would be fun and it turned out to be 
like really rewarding and it's helped me write a lot of songs which is great but it's also gave me some really nice like connections and relationships with people and and all that stuff um so then to have somebody be like oh yeah you might get an award for this as well is like yeah it's an extra added bonus it just makes me feel good because it's like oh like yeah people realize that we're doing something nice for people you know yeah absolutely it sounds like a a really fulfilling project as well so mm-hmm. well done and, and some great work there we're a bit reluctant to, to touch on this last one but I, I think it is quite prevalent given how a lot of us are feeling just now but you, you did finish that list with despite all that you still felt a, a degree of a depression mm-hmm. just now that I think first of all that's a, a very brave thing to, to include in the list and it's it's nice to see people speaking out about the, mm-hmm. the struggles with mental health I think that as a society we've got a lot more understanding and accepting of of issues with mental health possibly because the vast majority of us are struggling and we've struggled for so long mm-hmm. in silence first of all are you are you feeling a bit better as as we move deeper into to January and what is <laughs> yeah. the the kind of the thought process behind putting that out it's I, I think for me personally Lou, if, if one person sees that and, and kind of considers their own situation and, and maybe need reaches out to someone and and tells them that they're struggling then it, it, it's job done in that respect yeah. that it's it's kind of keeping the chain going and, and, and keeping that awareness going now I, I do appreciate I'm rambling a wee bit but it's just uh, I, I, I think it I think that kind of using the platform for for good and, and to just be honest and open enough to say that you're struggling is a, is a massive thing yeah oh well cheers that's nice um but and I hadn't really considered that from what you're saying about like if somebody sees that and they're like oh I'm struggling as well so that's nice to think about um I think like well first of all I am doing all right like um I, I think it's it's hard right because my whole life like I mental talking about mental illness or like mental health stuff was just like not a no-go like you would not talk about that but um I've found like do you know it's something I've struggled with like depression on and off since I was like 16 I just didn't really know how or in fact it was earlier than that I was about 15 um but yeah it's just something I think like it runs in my family and stuff as well so it's something that I kind of have to deal with and for years like I I guess I was quite ashamed of it um because nobody really wanted to talk about it and it is a lot better nowadays like people are a lot more aware and able to talk about these things but I guess like my thought process (laughs) behind um including that in the list was like I've got quite a dark sense of humor so to me like it was sort of like a funny thing because it's like my friend always like she always laughs she she gets um you know quite low periods as well and she's like you're the worst friend to be friends with because when you're depressed all you do is like write songs and stuff (laughs) like make albums and that (laughs) whereas she's like I'm just lying here in my bed like you know eating like takeaways and that and you're out there like making art and doing this whole thing but um, a lot more like me either (laughs) yeah well this is it right and it's like um 
I think like because that is my coping mechanism though is to go and just be like go 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 but then I forget to stop and rest you know and and that's like a massive thing for me as well so I guess like I just thought on the one hand like you know there's loads of reasons I guess like one of the things is I'm just really like sick of not talking about it um especially just now you know and there's so many people that that you kind of that you know I don't want to like go too deep into it but there's I know a lot of people there's been a lot of people really really struggling there's a lot of people who have you know taken the step that you know that you can't come back from I guess and like seeing that you know a lot of people kind of going missing or having you know actually like going completing suicide or attempting suicide it's like do you know when you see stuff like that you're like there but for the grace of god why do you know what I mean it's that whole thing of like if maybe if I didn't have like the friends that I have you know if I didn't have that support network if I didn't do the self-care stuff that I've learned to do like do you know I just think like yeah I think part of me was just like oh I'm sick of not saying something um and seeing all that stuff around me and also like I think I'm finally at a place now where I'm like I'm not actually ashamed of that now like I don't think people should be ashamed of having mental health problems at the end of the day it's like do you know you wouldn't give yourself a hard time if you like had diabetes or something like that you know if it was some other chronic thing that you had to deal with and and also like I think as well it's like (laughs) because I am like a bit of an overachiever like I will admit that it's like I kind of just wanted to throw that in at the end there to be like yeah but you know life is hard too and do you know like I think this time of year like it's particular it's easier for me now like from now until summer like I'll be pretty decent um but I get like <laughs> I get really bad like tonsillitis as well like I'll get that for like three or four times a year and that always sets me off as well because I'm like because I can't sing or I can't gig or whatever like those are things that really help me you know keep a good a good mood and stuff so I guess like it would just be nice if everyone just sort of like was was able to talk about stuff um, and sort of normalize the daft things that sort of have a really negative or positive impact on your mental health. Um, I think it would just be a lot better. And I know that my relationships, since I've started opening up and talking about the way that I feel about this, like my relationships with my friends, um, my family, like partners and stuff like that, have improved so much just because I'm no longer sort of like hiding what's bothering me. Do you know? Yeah, I, mean? I think it's. I heard it actually kind of described. Um, I mean, it was, it was by Mark Selby, the, the snooker player, but he said that he had talked, kind of spoke out over the weekend, and then said, "I'm no longer wearing that mask." And mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was a, a perfect way to. To describe it is not having to, to put on a brave face because he was brave enough to, to come out and say, Listen, I'm really struggling here. Uh, yeah. And it was overwhelming the number of responses that he got saying, Good on you and we'll support you and giving me bits of, of advice here and there as well. So mm-hmm. 
I, I thought that was quite a, a nice analogy and I thought that kind of summed it up quite nicely as well. Yeah, I like that idea of the math because it is sort of like, you know, you're sort of, and it's horrible because it's sort of like part of the, for me anyway, like that's part of the whole thing is like it makes you withdraw and like it makes you unable to sort of reach out to people and kind of be honest and say like, oh, I'm struggling. Um, and that's that's really difficult. So I think like, do you know, and like um, as well, like I've, I've done um, like counselling training and stuff like that as well, because I've, I've been to counselling or, or like therapy in the past and it helped me loads. Um, but that was another reason why I was like, why I talk a lot more about my feelings and and, uh, and mental health is because I've just, I've, you know, I've learned like through experience and through education, I guess, as well, it's like, it's not good to bottle things up and you know like most of the time in fact pretty much all the time that I've that I've been open about these things the person that I'm talking to has either said oh I, I know exactly how you like what you mean because I've felt like that or you know or my, my relative suffers from x y and z you know there's people it's really really common and it just kind of yeah it needs to be spoken about more I guess you're completely right. The next couple of weeks will be the, the big build-up to the, the release of the new single, which you've mentioned a couple of times already, but we'll go into it in a bit more detail just now. So mm -hmm. Shelf Life will be out, well, we've been out by, for two days by the time that this podcast goes online. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a bit about the new track? And I would like to kind of talk about the, the fanzine that goes with it as well, which I, I think mm -hmm. is... It's a really nice idea for giving people that wee bit extra when it comes to new music and a, a kind of an old school but quite innovative idea at the same time. I um so when it comes to the fanzine, um, like I said earlier, like I'm really influenced by um Riot Girl Punk. Um so for folk that, that aren't familiar, like um it was came up around the same time in the same area as grunge um, and nirvana like in the 90s and sort of um oregon seattle sort of like washington sort of area um and yeah like um bands like bikini kill for example would make little pamphlets to hand out at gigs um, that were usually to do with feminism and um, sort of activism that was going on locally and particularly like around um, addressing issues in the punk scene like misogyny and um, violence and stuff like that. Um, so it's something that I've been obsessed with since I was about 15. Um, I just thought it was like the coolest thing and I really like making collage as well. So during lockdown, I just kind of started making little zines um, or doing little art pieces. And then when I wrote Shelf Life, um, it just made sense to me to sort of, well, I started off like I just wanted to make like a little lyric book. Um, and I made the cover art as well for the single. So I was like, oh, I'll make like some lyrics and then I'll just kind of put it together but then I kind of got on a bit of a roll and started making like different pieces that were relevant to the idea of the song and the sort of context of 
how I how I sort of came to the idea of the song and I just I think that's quite interesting like if anyone if if there's other songwriters like I, I love chatting to songwriters about how they write and why they wrote something and why they chose to write it that way so um in a way like it's just another way for me to sort of explore what the hell's going on inside this brain and and um yeah see what I can create out of the same idea you know but a different medium I guess um but yeah I'm quite excited for people to to have a look at it and I'm really excited for them to listen to the single because it's really different from um the stuff that I've been doing in the past the, the, the sneak peek that that I've heard so far is uh has certainly whet the appetite for it I'm, I'm really looking forward to to hearing it in, in full and I'm sure that it's going to be a another great success for you. I'm only going to ask this question. This is the last guest that I'm going to ask this question to because I think that <laughs> I'm maybe stretching it out a wee bit too far, but we're just into 2022 and it's the kind of time of the year that people make their, their resolutions and maybe consider their, their aims and their targets for the year ahead. For yourself personally, what would you like to, when you're posting up a list on Twitter and, and hug me in the ear this year. What what would you like to have on it, and what are your your kind of short term and long term aims just now? <laughs> World domination. Um, no, I've got like listen. I've got lists coming out the wazoo. Like I've got absolutely tons of lists. Um, I've got loads of aims that I'm very like I said earlier. I'm a very organised sort of annoying person <laughs> who produces lots of stuff all the time um but no this year um I've already started working on some really cool collaborations with people um so I want to do a lot more of that um working with other artists um I want to what else did I decide I was going to do um oh I've applied for um, funding to do like a songwriting mentorship which I really 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 want to do that like that's been my ambition for a couple of years now is like to actually be able to go and um and work with like different songwriters and sort of yeah just explore that that a little bit more um and uh, I also want to learn to drive because I still can't drive <laughs> So that's one of my big ambitions this year. Like that's my sort of like traditional New Year's resolution. Um, but yeah, I want to keep making art really and um, keep keep working away at the song circle and keep making music and yeah, just like helping people in my own little way. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the the gist of it this year. <laughs> Oh, that's that's all. Apart from the world domination, but I, I feel that that's all quite achievable. Then, who's <laughs> saying that world domination's off the cards? I don't know, but uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna give it at least five years. Eh? <laughs> I, I tell you what, it'd be quite a, it'd be quite a turn up from a podcast if you predicted world domination in January of this year, and then by the end of the year, you're. I don't know, American president or something like that. That would be. Imagine that. You'd have I think to get a me few back nationality for... issues there, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could be president of Scotland. Yeah, um... that's, that's it. Yeah. 
but yeah well I promise if I do if I get world domination I'll come back on the podcast and we can have a discussion about it <laughs> that's it I won the first interview that's uh, yeah part of the, I've not paid you this massive fee for coming on for no reason whatsoever <laughs> yeah you're guaranteed an exclusive then <laughs> <laughs> Keeping on with the, the generic questions, at this point of the podcast, I'll ask my guest for three Scottish artists or bands that listeners may or may not have heard of that you really enjoy listening to and would like to give a, a bit of a recommendation for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, so, first of all, I better give a wee shout out to her since um, I just collaborated with her, but um, Berta Kennedy, I think most people probably have heard of her by now, but um Berta Kennedy's like an amazing producer, singer, songwriter. Um, and she actually um, produced the beat for Shelf Life. Um, so I'd sent her the idea of um like the chords and the lyrics and the melody and everything was all done. And then she sort of took that and and made it into the wee Lily Allen-esque bop that um that it turned out to be. Um, which I love but she's absolutely amazing and if you go and see her live her band are absolutely like tight it's yeah she's great um so I've been really liking listening to her stuff and she's got a single I think coming out soon I think it's in February um so they're a big tick uh, she's a big tick for me who else have I been listening to um uh yeah so like any of the girls from the song circle I love um there's a a folk pop a folk punk singer songwriter called Vicky Ruins um who is absolutely amazing I love her songs she's a great writer like very um very full-on sort of um artist like she's very political but yeah her songs are so so funny and just absolute bops like I love her stuff so I've been listening to her Um, she's got a really good song about <laughs> about um a Starbucks cup that's quite good I think that's on um on SoundCloud you can get that um and who else I hate this because I always end up forgetting everyone that I listen to and then I'm like ah um who else have I been listening to it's Scottish it's all my pals. This is the worst of it. It's just people that um, do you know, like my friend Ashley, um, she's in a band called Fisty Muffs, who are like a sort of riot girl punk band that I went to girls rock school with as well. Um, she's just started writing, none of it's out yet, which is annoying, but she's started writing um some stuff that's quite similar to churches actually and actually they're scottish as well like i loved their most recent album that was really good um sort of influenced by like horror movie soundtracks and stuff so i really liked that on a lot of levels but yeah all my all my friends are making amazing tunes <laughs> i'll just say that um jen athen as well um a guy you'll probably know um mark from you call that radio has band um or his project Jackal Trades, like I've been listening to, to his stuff quite recently. Um, and also, um, oh God, you said three, and I'm just going on and on. <laughs> but there's right. loads, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's absolutely loads. I can't even mind the last's name, but it's really annoyed me. What uh, Empress, she's got a new single out. We, um, we Nova, 
Um, and I like I like them both actually. Um, quite good like Scottish hip hop lassies. Um, so I dig that as well. Um, I dig that. That's because I've been <laughs> that's because I've been watching loads of like nineteen seventies stuff lately, and I'm like, yeah, getting into the vibe. Anyway, whatever. But I loads and loads of Amis and uh, folk that I've been listening to, and it's so good as well. Isn't it like it's I guess it comes back around to what we were talking about earlier. It's like Scottish people, like we are a talented bunch. So it's just so nice to see like all the different genres and all the different scenes that are sort of on the go at the moment and still thriving despite <laughs> everything that's happened over the last two years. You know? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of another Scottish trait, isn't it? That in times of adversity, we do rally together and and fight on. And I think just now is possibly one of the most exciting times for for Scottish music in in decades. Really, so there's there's so much emerging talent, there's so many bands that are established talent. You started last year with the likes of Mogwai getting a number one album, The Snuts getting a number one album. Oh, Biffy yeah. Clyro headline festivals of 80,000, 90,000 people and go down a storm constantly. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an incredible time. And as things start to open up again uh, and they're not too distant, it's it's going to be mad. There'll be five, six, seven gigs on a night that you would happily part with your cash to go and see. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, I think you guys have it a bit better I mean we've, we're, we are doing better across here in terms of like um local bands and like building up the scene here but like yeah in Glasgow like he's got so many touring bands as well and you do have so many more venues that it's like there are so many options to like go out and see live music but um yeah I'm looking forward to things getting back and uh getting back into um a bit busier now and do you know what else like while I'm thinking of it um, there's a singer-songwriter through here called Annie Booth um, who brought an album out just before Christmas, I think. Um, and she's also, like, absolutely amazing. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if you see her, like, you know, like, getting a lot, lot bigger this year because she's so, so talented. Like, she just blows me away. Like, I've played with her a couple of times, actually, and it's always... Yeah, it's always just like one of those ones where like you just have to stop and listen. You get pure shivers when she sings. She's so good. Um, but yeah, there's so many. And this is the other thing I think about Scotland, Scotland and Scottish people is like we don't like to toot our own horns. <laughs> so it's like there are like these few artists that get a lot of like airtime or, or kind of get the... the um, yeah, I suppose airtime is the right word, but but there's so so many talented like little bands or artists that um that that kind of need that little leg up as well. So I hope that um I hope to see more of that like over the next couple of years as like um trying to encourage people to go to like these smaller gigs as well and support like the smaller artists. Um, which they probably do through there. And I know in Dundee, like, there's a massive scene for independent artists too. But, um, yeah, I think in Edinburgh, it's, it's kind of all emerging a bit more now, which is very, very exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, a, a brilliant time to, to be a music fan and and, mm-hmm. and turn, obviously, being a musician as well, because I, I think that 
especially with the, the kind of tightening of travel restrictions and things like that, I, th- I think that it will tend to be whatever band supported by local artists rather than in the past where you've you've maybe been flying in a, a dedicated support band. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, there will be a lot of, of doors opened as a result of, of these difficult times. Mm-hmm. I hope so. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be something that that hopefully will change. And also like um, just for people to sort of start like I don't know it's a hard one because it's like how do you actually encourage people to like do you know how there's like people that are that are like just into music and that want to go to little gigs and that will just sort of like buy a ticket to a band that they've never heard of before and kind of go along and watch the support acts like there are people like that but most people are just like they like what they like and they're sort of used to that so I don't know, part of me, like, a lot of the time I'll sort of think about, like, how how do we get people interested in music that maybe aren't necessarily the ones that would go to these little gigs? Because I know, like, you know, you see them all the time, like, folk that don't usually come out or whatever, and they're like, oh, my God, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to do this more often, whatever. Um, I think it would be good if we could get more people into that, like, say, with the travel restrictions and stuff, because... I think we're all just getting used to like not really being able to go as far as maybe we would like to, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. Well, I'd mm-hmm. like to, to finish up by thanking you for your time tonight. It's been a conversation that yet again, the notes get ripped up very early on. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's been a really nice insight into some music that I've been listening to for the best part of the last six months and, and enjoying and I'm sure that everyone listening will, will really get a nice insight into to what you're doing I'm sure it is going to be a, a great year for you and I would like to wish you all the best well thank you very much I've had a really nice time um, so anytime you want to have another little chat just let me know because um, yeah it was it was a good one yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it but just before yeah, you go mm-hmm. in terms of social media anything that you would like to to sell to the listeners uh <laughs> I, I tried to get the the guests to channel their inner del boy and and promote what you've got uh so <laughs> the floor is yours yeah do you remember that um sports socks get your sports socks like it was on um have, 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 have you got them in the merch stand no i wish i did i'm gonna have to get some made <laughs> <laughs> um no uh yeah, if you just if you would follow me at Lou McLean Music, um, that's my my thing on everything. Um, what do you call it? Your handle. That's my handle. Um, and uh, yeah, like just give me a follow on Spotify, and also um, I sell my fanzines um, on Bandcamp um, with my music and stuff as well. Um, but if I think. I've usually got them on for like two pounds. Um, I'll send you like a little zine, and I'm trying to make one at least every couple of months. Um, I did a Halloween one that's like quite fun. <laughs> got like my nana's like recipe for champers and it and stuff. Um, they're quite random, but um, yeah, they're like a couple of quid, and it does help actually because any like money that I make like out of music, I just put it back into my music fund. But um. 
yeah I just give me a follow on social media and like tell your pals if you like my stuff because that's I mean that is the main thing isn't it um it, people don't realize how much it helps to just nowadays just to get your name kind of spread about a bit um I wish I could say come and see me at a gig but I don't have any booked because I'm too scared to book anything in case it gets cancelled I don't I'll break my wee heart so um for now I'm just about online but if you follow me like I'll post my my gig dates and stuff up there when when I've got some but hopefully in the summer I'll have something nice <laughs> yeah I hope so and it'll be it'll be really good to see you uh at one of your upcoming gigs uh whenever that will be mm-hmm. yep fingers crossed it won't be too long you've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast I'll be back in a week's time until then thank you goodbye bye <laughs> Observe the mess my heart is in I'm still sleeping in your jumper Cause it smells of your skin And I don't want to go back To the way it was before Trying to find the bedroom door And empty cans are Cascading out the window You want to stop but you just can't know Cause this is the way you've always dealt with it So take my hand and put me into your car And drive us out to the coast like all the times you have before When my world ended you drove to Dunbar So that I could watch the sea You knew enough to know it was the only way to soothe me different I know I'll get along cause I've got my girls around me and I've been writing songs you once said I couldn't see us for the person that I tried to be I tried to be I spent too long trying to make you see that I need to be